In 2017, your cup will overflow. Psalm 23:5. Your cup of blessing will overflow. Your cup of joy will overflow. You will receive an outpouring of blessings that you cannot contain. Malachi 3:10. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. So towards the end of each year, what we do is we just pray and say, God, give us a word for the year ahead. And as I always say, it doesn't mean that this is the only word that God has for us. We live by the word of God. Amen. God's word is what we live by. But we also make it a point to listen to say, God, give us, what are you saying to us as a church? And I'm sure God will speak to you personally and individually about things that he, uh, he wants you to uh, receive from him personally. But we say, God, what are you saying to us as a church? What is the word you want us to receive uh, and journey with to the course of the year ahead? So in November, as I just prayed and uh, saying, God, what would you want me to release to the church as the word of the Lord for 2017? The Lord just quickly took me to Psalm 23 and verse 5. And he said, 2017, your cup will overflow. In 2017, your cup will overflow. Your cup of blessing will overflow. Your cup of joy will overflow. You will receive an outpouring of blessings that you cannot contain. So tell, tell your neighbor, turn around to your neighbor and say, in 2017, your cup will overflow. Tell your neighbor, in 2017, your cup will overflow. In 2017, your cup will overflow. Your cup of blessing will overflow. Your cup of joy will overflow. Like it tells us in Malachi 3 verse 10, you will receive an outpouring of blessings that you cannot contain. Now, we need to pay attention to the times and the seasons of our lives. The Bible tells us, so the sermon's officially begun, so you can pay attention now. The Bible tells us in Psalm 31 verse 15 that our times are in his hands. The times of our lives are in the hands of the Lord. He changes times and seasons. Amen? So, God is taking us through life and he's orchestrating times and seasons for our lives. And we must be sensitive to the times and seasons he takes us through. And sure, he takes us through times of blessing. And then he takes us through other kinds of seasons in our lives. But 2017 is a year where God says, your cup will overflow. It's a season. He's changing the season. He's changing the time over your life. Where your cup of blessing, your cup of joy is going to overflow. Now, we've all been through times of blessings. We've all seen the blessings of God. But we're not talking about just the good blessing that you and I have received. We're talking about coming into a season where there is going to be so much abundance where God said, you will not have room enough. You will not have room enough. I mean, imagine 
where you come to into a season of your life where the blessing of God is so much, you say, I don't need all this extra. And I don't have room for all this extra. So I'm actually going to let it go to bless others. Amen? We've all had a couple of extra. We've all had a little more. But God is saying, I will pour out on you such a blessing that you won't have enough room to receive. It's going to overflow. Do you believe God can do that? He has the times of our life in his hands. We know Psalm 23. Many of us know the psalm by heart. And David talks about the Lord being his shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I'm not going to lack anything. He starts off like that. I shall not be in lack. I shall not be in want. He leads me. Beside the still waters. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And he, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And he says, even if I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. So all of these verses are having the image of the shepherd and the sheep. But suddenly something changes there in verse 5. He prepares a banquet. In the presence of my enemies. So the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy, to take away from us. And God is saying, I'm going to show you enemy what I can do for my children. I will prepare a banquet. A lavish, abundant spread. He said, God, I can't eat all of that. <laughs> Why did he do it? Well, I just want to let the enemy know what I can do for my children. Nice poetry cup will overflow or was it written there for you and me to actually walk in is it something God really does for his people I think it's something that God actually does for his people your cup will overflow or like it says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 9 and 10 I, I, I know we use this often to talk about tithing but uh, that's, that's not the point I want to focus on Malachi 3. God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and, and try me in this. He says, you try me in this. So many of us have been trying God. We've been faithful in giving our tithes. We've been faithful in bringing our offerings. And God says, you know, but this is what I promise to do for you. I promise to open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing. There will not be room enough to... That's what he said. And that's what he will do. That he'll pour out such a blessing, we won't have room enough to receive. Amen? So you say, okay, I, I, I can't even keep this God. So what do I do? Give it away. Bless somebody else with it. You won't have room enough to receive. That's the overflow. And that's what God says. I'm bringing you into the season that I'm bringing you into. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, His anger is for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 
So for some of us, this is the end of our weeping. This, this, this is joy coming. So tell your neighbor, like the teenagers say, joy is coming. <laughs> joy is coming. <laughs> joy comes in the morning. So tell them joy is coming. Or like it says in verses 11 and 12. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You've put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. It's that change in the times. It's that change in the seasons. Amen. So, now for each one of us, this cup of blessing and this cup of joy may be different. Right? So what makes you joyful may be different from what makes the other person joyful. For some of you, to see your loved ones saved, that's going to bring you great joy. For some of you, your loved ones, everyone is saved. So like, okay, God, it's only done. But for some of us, maybe you're praying and saying, God, I need to see this person saved. I need to see that person saved. That's your cup of joy. For somebody else, it could be something else. It could be a blessing in their business or finances. or This blessing, this joy doesn't always have to do with money. Money is just one part of it. You're with me? Your cup of blessing, your cup of joy... Is whatever it means to you. It maybe it is different from your neighbor. So you ask the Lord what you want Him to fill your cup of blessing with. You pray and you say, God, this is what I want. I like to see in my cup of blessing and in my cup of joy. Because each one's cup of joy and blessing is different. But your cup of joy, your cup of blessing will overflow. Amen? And don't be afraid to pray. It's not wrong to pray and ask the Lord to do that. Jesus said in John 16, 23, 24, And that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Why are you asking? So that your joy may be Jesus said it. Amen? So you ask the Lord. God, for me, if you put this into my cup of joy, that's going to make my cup of joy overflow. God, if you put that for somebody else, God, if you put this in, my cup of blessing, that's going to make my cup of blessing overflow. For each one, it could be different. For some, it could be healing. For some, it could be having a loved one saved or a certain thing take place in their life, a situation change, whatever. But God says... You ask the Father in Jesus' name, and he will give it to you so that your joy may be full. And your cup will overflow. Your cup will overflow. Your cup of blessing, your cup of joy will overflow. And now, there is nothing wrong in seeking God and his hand. You know, sometimes some of us, we, 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 we've been... We are so religious or we've been so religiously programmed that we say, you know, only seek his face, don't seek his hand. 
Well, if you seek God, you seek hand, face, feet, everything. Amen? Only seek his face, don't seek his hand. But if you seek God, you to seek him for all that he is. Psalm 105 verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Nothing wrong in seeking God's strength, power, might, what he does. Seek his face and his strength. Asking God, I want you to do these things, God. Seek his face forevermore. There's nothing wrong. So don't hold back. Yes, we got to seek his face. But the Bible also says seek his strength. What he does. Nothing wrong. So say, God, do this in my life. If you do this, God, my cup of joy is going to overflow. My cup of blessing is going to overflow. God, I'm asking you to fill my cup of joy. Because you said my cup will overflow. And each one of us can pray. You pray your prayer. Don't have to copy your neighbor's prayer. You pray your prayer because this is your cup of joy. This is your cup of blessing. Amen. You ask the Lord. Now, I want to give us some instructions. As God takes us from enough to more than as he takes us from manna and quail to milk and honey. As he takes us from the wilderness to abundance. There are some important instructions. Many of us fail because we don't know how to handle the milk and honey. Manna and quail, no choice. Manna, quail, no choice. But when we get into the land of milk and honey, we don't know how to handle it. And we mess up. And we can no longer show to the world the goodness of our God. So the world thinks if you're a believer, you only live on manna and quail. Not because that's the only thing God's got. But it's because his people don't know how to handle milk and honey. They mess up every time he brings them into milk and honey. But God's given you and me clear instructions. On what to do when he takes us from enough to more than enough. When he takes us from wilderness to abundance. He's given us instructions. And so I want us to spend a few moments there in Deuteronomy the 8th chapter. Just looking at the instructions he gave to his people. And those instructions still hold for you and me. And we must hold it close in our hearts. As we journey through 2017. As we journey through the rest of our lives. As God takes us from enough to more than enough. From wilderness to abundance. From manna and quail to milk and honey. These things thou shalt not forget. So let's go. To the 8th chapter of Deuteronomy. I want to spend some time there. Five instructions I want to give to us. Uh, 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 and I want us to hold it carefully in our hearts. As you see a cup overflowing. Please don't forget. These five instructions. So Deuteronomy the 8th chapter verse 1. God says to his people. 
Every command which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Now, I want us to understand something. God is saying, look, all the commandments I'm giving you, I want you to carefully follow it. Why? So that you'll be poor and sad and miserable in life? No. He says, I want you to carefully follow my commands. Why? So that you can know how to live, how to multiply, and how to possess. That means my commandments are instructions to live. They are ways for you to increase, multiply, and they're going to help you inherit, possess what God wants for you. Are you with me? So the word of God is given to us so that we know how to live. There are instructions to live. There are ways for us to increase and they're the means for us to inherit what God wants. So don't neglect the word of God. He says, that's you need my word. You need my word. As I'm taking you into the promised land, very important, just stay with my word. And then he recounts what he's done in their lives. Verses 2 to 9. It says, Remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his sons, the Lord God, your God, chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains, of springs that flow out of the valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of wines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, out of whose hills you can dig copper. So God is getting ready, his people ready. Look, you've gone to the wilderness. You've gone through the season of life where it seemed like you suffer hunger, but hey, God showed up, he gave you manna. He took care of you. you your wardrobe didn't have new clothes every day, but still the clothes you had didn't wear out. Meaning, he took care of you. You had enough. But now God's taking you into a land of milk and honey. He's changing everything in your life. The wilderness has served its purpose. The wilderness served its purpose. It, it was intended to humble you. That means to be humble simply means, it's not saying I'm not, not good for anything. To be humble simply means to be dependent on God. That is true humility. What is humility? Humility is total dependence on God. Humility is not saying I'm a worm, I'm good for nothing. That's not humility, that's stupidity. Humility is I am completely dependent on God. God may have blessed me with all these things, talents, abilities, great, but I'm dependent on Him. That's humility. So God says, I, I took you through the season of life to humble you, to teach you dependence on God. I I did it so that you could, I could test you to, uh, uh, and, and help you, you know, strengthen testing, strengthen our character and all of that. And to know what was in your heart, to really shape your heart, to shape the inner person. I took you through that season. But now I'm taking you out of that to something wonderful. Are you with me? 
So God is changing that time and the season. He's taking us from just enough to more than enough. He's taking us to this place of abundance and he's getting his people ready. He's in its purpose. It was a time of divine disciplinary dealings. God dealt with you in your life. And, and now God is getting ready to move you from wilderness to a place of abundance. But listen very carefully the instructions that God gives to his people. So let's read on in Deuteronomy 8 verse 10. He says, listen. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you've eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you to that great wilderness, and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions, and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, that he might test you to do, do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sowed to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. So saying, listen. I'm giving you instructions on how to handle prosperity. I'm giving you instructions on how to handle this abundance. This, this more than enough. I'm telling you how you should conduct yourself when your cup is over. I'm telling you how you should live your life. When I've opened the windows of heaven above you. And I'm pouring out on you such a blessing. You've got no room enough to receive. This is how you've got to live. Four instructions to summarize that, those verses. Number one. He says. Always bless the Lord your God. Always bless Him. Always be thankful. Thankful. Always bless. Just as in our times of need, we don't forget to pray, Oh God, give me this day my daily bread. Now when you have four loaves and you can only eat one loaf, uh, don't forget to praise. Don't forget to bless. So what's the first instruction? Always bless the Lord. Be thankful always. Don't take it for granted. Oh, this is mine. I got it. No. Always be thankful. Always praise. Bless the Lord your God. Thank Him. God, thank you. Thank you. You may reach a stage where so much is there, you don't even have to pray. But don't forget to thank. Don't forget to. You may not be praying, give me this day my daily bread. But that doesn't mean you should not thank Him for every slice you eat. God, thank you. Praise Him. The second instruction that he gives to his people, he says in verse 11. 
continue living in obedience to my word. Verse 11. Beware that you do not forget my commandments. See, it is the word that gives you instruction on how to live. It's the word that helps you increase. It's the word that helps you inherit. Now when you're increasing, now when you're inheriting, don't forget the words. Continue living in obedience to the word of God. So he's saying, people, I'm bringing you to this land of promise, but here's my instruction to you. Don't forget those commandments. Don't forget my word. Don't forget my word because that's what's going to teach you how to live. That's what's going to teach you how to multiply. That is increase. That's what's going to teach you how to possess everything I have for you. So don't forget God's word. Thirdly, he says, and I'm just summarizing this verse 17. Don't let your abundance lead you into pride, into dependence on self, or to follow after others says beware lest you say my hand my power has got me this lest your heart be lifted up no pride don't let pride come in don't think you got it by yourself and don't go after other things are you listening so when your cup is overflowing when God's blessed you so much you don't have room enough to receive. He says. Guard your heart. Don't let pride come in. Don't think. I got it for myself. Or don't follow after other. Things. And then the fourth instruction. He says. Don't forget. Always remember. Don't forget. That the Lord actually led you through the wilderness. When there were fiery serpents and scorpions. Where water came out of a rock. Where there was a time you ate manna and quail. Manna toast. Manna chapati. Manna porridge. I don't know what else they made out of manna. And quail. Quail fry, quail curry. I don't know what all they made. But... Don't forget that season of life. Don't forget. Don't forget what God brought you through. Don't forget that journey you made to the wilderness. Don't forget. And always remember, it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to get wealth. Not because you're so good. Not because you're so smart. But that he may establish his covenant with you. God is doing it because he's got a covenant with you through his son, Jesus Christ. Always, don't forget, always remember. Four instructions, he says. When you come into the season of life where there's abundance and God is saying your cup is going to overflow and all these things happen, he says, first of all, always remember to bless them. Thankful, always be thankful. Everything, just God, thank you. Second, Continue living in obedience to his word. Third, guard your heart from pride, dependent on self or worship of other things. Number four, don't forget 
what you've got, what God brought you through, always remember it's He who has blessed you. And I just want to add number five. It comes to us from Nehemiah 8.10. Uh, this is a time of great celebration uh, in, in the lives of the Jewish people. They've come back. They've, they've rebuilt the temple. Ezra is uh, reading the law for them. And uh, he announces to them, you know, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. That means, you know, God's blessed you. You enjoy. Sure, you enjoy. But he says, send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. You enjoy? But send portions for those for whom nothing is prepared. So that's the fifth one. Increase your giving. As your cup overflows, what do you do? God, give me one more cup. No. Your cup is overflowing. Let the overflow bless somebody else. Send it to somebody for whom nothing has been prepared. Find out where God wants you, whom you want God wants you to bless. Where does your overflow, to whom the overflow should go? Bless somebody. Send something to those for whom nothing has been prepared. Amen? So tell your neighbor, sermon's over. <laughs> so, in 2017, your cup will over. Your cup of blessing, your cup of joy will overflow. God will pour out on you such an abundance that you will not have room enough to receive. God will do it. It's a season, a shift in season. But there are five instructions to keep in mind, keep in your heart on how to live in abundance. Number one, always praise Him. Always thank Him. Always be thankful. Number two, stick with the Word of God. Continue living in obedience to the Word of God. Just because everything is okay, everything's going great, there's an abundance. doesn't mean you can now become disobedient to the Word. No, you live by the Word. Follow His Word. Love His Word. Study His Word. Thirdly, guard your heart from pride, dependence on self, or going after other things. Guard your heart. Stay focused on the call of God. Stay focused on why God's brought you to where you are. What was the fourth one? Sorry? You and I forgot. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget the fourth one. Don't forget. Always. Don't forget what God's led you through. The journey He has brought you through. Take time to reflect. Take time to look back. Don't forget. Always remember it's because of Him. And the fifth is to increase. Let your overflow bless somebody else. Let it just go to somebody whom someone else can be blessed through your overflow. Somebody else can, can be enriched. Somebody else can experience the goodness of God in their lives because your cup is overflowing. Amen? But as we do that, as you take some time to prepare your heart, you pray and say, God, this is what, this is, these are the blessings that I want you to pour in my cup. 
these are the things that will cause my cup of joy to overflow. Now remember, he does it because he has a covenant with you. He, Jesus said, you ask the Father, he will give it to you because, so that your joy will be full. He does it because he's a covenant God. And these elements are telling us we are in covenant with him. So you pray. I encourage you to pray. Say, God, this is what will make my joy really full. This is what will make my cup of blessing overflow, God. And you pray. And then we will partake of these elements together, representing the covenant that we have with Almighty God. The El Shaddai, the God is more than enough. Don't worry about how God is going to change things. That's not for you and me to figure out. He will do it. He promised in his word, your cup will overflow. He promised in his word, I'll open up the windows of heaven. I'll pour out on you such a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it. How he does it, leave it to the Lord. You, in sim you and I in simple childlike faith will pray. And say, God, pour this into my cup my cup of joy, my cup of blessing. Father, we just prepare our hearts before you, God. We sanctify these earthly elements, Lord, of bread and grape juice that represent to us the covenant we have with you. And as each of us pray, we ask, Lord, that you will pour out into our cup of joy, our cup of blessing, even as we We prepare our hearts right now to partake of these elements that remind us, God, that Jesus Christ, our Savior, died for us on the cross. He took upon himself our sins. He became a curse for us. He broke the power of sin on the cross. He crushed the head of the serpent. He destroyed the one who had the power of death. He disarmed principalities and powers. And on the cross, He made a way for the curse to be removed and the blessing of Abraham to come upon our lives. And he established this covenant, Lord. A new covenant. Father, even as we eat this bread, drink this cup, we thank you for what has happened in our lives because of the cross of Jesus. We thank you for the covenant we have with you. 
we thank you, God, that you promised that our cup will overflow. And for each one of us, establish that word, we pray, because we are in covenant with you. Let our cup of blessing, let our cup of joy overflow. The Lord Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together. The Lord Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the cup together. Father, I pray that in each of our lives, that as we journey through 2017, we will see, Lord, a cup of joy, a cup of blessing overflow. Do those things, God, that will cause the blessings of God, that will cause the joy of the Lord to overflow in our hearts and in our lives. We will not limit you. We will not doubt you. Because with God, nothing is impossible. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we just thank you for this time in your presence, God. And we thank you for your word. We pray that it will it'll just take deep root in our hearts. As we leave from this place, we will go with expectation. Expecting, God, you to work in our lives to see our cup overflow. For each one of us. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each one of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. No Sunday morning service today. God bless each one of you. Have a great 2017. See you uh, during the course of the week or the following Sunday. God bless. We hope this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. We invite you to visit our church website www.apcwo.org where we provide several free resources including mp3 sermons, sermon notes and free publications that you can download and use. You can also call, email or write to us to request your free printed copy of our publications. Please feel free to share your comments and prayer requests when you contact us.